Good evening, everybody. It's really getting to the interesting part of the NRL season, and here is the Jimmy and Redders NRL podcast, our first season. We're getting close to the end of our podcast for the year. It's been great fun. Without any further ado, good evening, James Newburn, sir. How are you? Very well, Redders. Still, um, still happy, mate. Manly's managed to get another week at least, hopefully another two, but um, yeah, still there. So after round four, it was looking... Looking a bit hairy, but um, yeah, to get to where they've got news certainly pretty good, and I think the best four teams are, are still there, so which you, is good. You should be very worried when we come to the tips for this weekend, my friend. I'll tell you why in a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, look. Um, first of all, can we address can we address a, a rumor on Facebook that Jimmy Newburn's put up a profile photo in a Melbourne Demon scarf, James? Surely this isn't true with you being a strong Sydney Swans man. Uh, you got to pick a team in the grand final. Sydney always, uh, David, but I think, yeah, grand final time, you've got to pick a team if, you, if your team's not there. The, um, Stewie Cameron's had... Stewie Cameron and, and Russ Macy have had a lot, a lot of heartache with um, with the Melbourne Demons over the years. And, um, a few wooden spoons and 20 years ago, a grand final loss. So I think it's about time they broke 57-year drought, I think it is. So the dogs, the dogs broke their drought five years ago when they got gifted the grand final against the Swans. So. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get on the Demons. Christian Petrarca bandwagon this week. First goal, Norm Smith doubles. So. Very good. That's right. That's the great Russell Macy, uh, life member of the Warners Bay Football Club, Jimmy. Correct, yeah. Mad, uh, mad Roosters and Mad Demons fan of Mace. Uh, yeah. Quick chat with him the other day, so he's uh, pretty excited. Unfortunately, would have been down there in a corporate package and heartbeat, but over in Perth, obviously, you can't, um, can't get over there. But, yeah, he, um, he's looking forward to the game. Very good. Uh, briefly going back, one of the games last week wasn't really much worth, um, worth watching, unless you live in uh, James Eubern's house. I live on the peninsula. The Seagulls, 42, belted my Roosters, 6. I don't actually think that was a great surprise, Jim. We'll, we'll look at this game first. Um, Manly were dominant. They they were consistent over two halves. They kept on getting the Roosters right on the edge of the ruck. Daly Cherry Evans caught an excellent try, uh, cutting back in. And they just look like a very, very polished final side. I see that Joey Johns criticised their right-channel defence a bit today in the Herald. He, he tipped Manly, I mean, by, by one over the South. But he said that Cherry Evans and Alokotau and Harper had some problems working together on the right side. And he thinks that Walker will target them. But overall, the Eagles extremely impressive. Look, the Roosters, if you'd have given me that final, given the list of plays we had out, I'd have taken it, um, that that position. But the Eagles, way too good, Jim. That's as simple as that. Yeah, and all the games, total polar opposite of the week before. The, they caught the kickoff, so that was the start. The kickoff against Melbourne always went dead. It just went, went pear-shaped from there. And, yeah, it was, it was certainly a much better start. They, the forwards got on top, obviously. The, the forward pack for Melbourne's head and shoulders above any other Back probably, and yeah, once the forwards get on top in any team, especially with Turbo, the fullback can get going and that certainly give him a bit of space. And he got a bit of chemistry in there with Jake, set him up for a nice little line break assist. Went full for Kieran Forrest, I think it was. And just that was a beauty, and um, yeah, a little bit of Glenn Stewart, Brett Stewart about that. Um, yeah, hopefully they combine against South, obviously. Yeah, the, the left side attack slash Manly's right side with Morgan Harper to put his pants a couple of weeks ago against Justin Oldham, hopefully. Um, hopefully he's learnt a little bit from that because that's generally where the Roosters will go. And if they struggle to defend that side, Alex Johnson could be in for um, could be in for a trial too. But yeah, I think a good game. Hopefully a repeat of the um, the two thirteen prelim final when uh, they only knocked the South out. So um, yeah, I, I think it's a cracking game. For, I think it'll be the closer game of the two over the weekend. Hopefully, hopefully we can um, we can get on top. So 
We'll talk about that in a minute. But the Eagles, very impressive over the Roosters. But, Jimmy, Saturday night, what a game of football this was. I made a point of posting on Facebook, that's one of the best games of football, particularly finals I've seen in years. And I know a lot of people agree with that. This was old-fashioned, stand-em-up, whack-em football. I'm sure you would have enjoyed it coming with your long history of playing rugby league. It was an outstanding game of football. Jimmy Penrith, eight, Parramatta, six. Yeah, a few um, a few stubbies deep at that stage. But yeah, cracking game. The um, they'd bashed each other, especially in the first twenty minutes or so. I thought it was um, yeah, I thought it was a cracker. Normally, of all the points that have been scored this year, and especially from those top sides, it was a bit um, a bit different to see a defensive game. Both sides knocking the ten points. So I think it was one of the lowest scoring finals um, there's been for a long time too. So um, then probably unlucky Parramatta in the end not to um, not to get that penalty with um, with Jerome Lewis not getting penalised all going to the bin, which is probably where he should have been. So Is that when he when Moses got tackled down the Moses, right channel? Yeah, it's, yep. probably a, it's probably a, to me it's a definite penalty if not a I don't understand how it's not even a sin bin. Like the written NRL confirmed that it should have been a penalty but said no to a sin bin, but it's probably as deliberate as you'll get as a professional foul, so I don't I don't understand And the know, six again non call with Gutherson in the other the opposite corner was also I think uh, um dubious. Um, it was a superb game. I wish Regan Campbell-Gillard would play like that every week, Jimmy. He showed that he's still got representative football. I mean, he was brilliant on the weekend, and I thought he nearly got Parramatta home. He was superb. But Wanga Blake is a different man at playing up left centre, isn't he? He's much more comfortable. And he was almost the best player on the ground for mine. I thought he was superb for Parramatta, and Penrith did enough to hang on. Yeah, they're just, it's, I don't know about Penrith. They're just, they're just not scoring. They've scored two tries, I think, in, in two finals so far. So it's far cry from the five million points they've scored through the year. So I don't know what's gone, what's sort of gone wrong there. They've hit a bit of a wall attacking wise. But um, yeah, I, an element of luck. But I guess, as I said, like, they've, they've been the second best side over two years. They, they, they deserve to at least make, have another crack at qualifying for a grand final. It's just unfortunate for them that they dropped week one and. And they can't play the storm again, but um, they've had to go through the storm to get to the grand final. But, but I guess to win it, you got to beat them. So why not beat them a week before? Oh, uh, look. I don't think they can. Yeah, Roger, but, but yeah, it's um. Yeah, oh, look, yeah. I will talk about that in a minute. You were talking about low-scoring finals. I've been thinking a bit in the going back to the eighties when Warren Ryan coached two premiership sides in two years for Canterbury, and I, I thought I, one of them was four-two. That was Canterbury over Para. But the other game they played. Um, Slippery Morris was winger for St George, the father of the Morris brothers. And uh, Canterbury won 7-6. Andrew Farrah kicked a field goal um, to secure that. But so those, I reckon you've got to go far that back for there to be such a low-scoring game. First. Yeah, it'd probably be 85 and 86, I think that was. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, it's just especially finals. Not, um, it's just not a common thing. And with the, I guess now the current rules um, with the six agains and, and, the, and all that, the, it's a lot easier to still nothing's easy, but a lot easier to score points than it was. So, yeah, a bit of a refreshing sort of change. It was. It's not. A, I don't mind a defensive game. Both sides are hanging on, and both sides are having a crack. Um, yeah, unlucky for Parramatta, I guess. They a little bit. Thought that pay the price for um for the slump they had post Origin and, and all the losses in a row. They probably had a top four spot in their own hands and and blew it unfortunately. But um, yeah, another another year though. Another in the end, it's another week two exit for them. So yeah, just it's becoming a bit of a habit. For Parra losing in those games, and yeah, I don't know. They've just got to don't know what they do to turn around. Brad Arthur seems to know what he's doing. Coaching wise, he can't 
can't sort of pin it on him. So thought that would thought Parramatta were pretty good. I I would imagine some of my Parramatta supporting friends like the great Simon Moore. Um, who you would be, who would, who you, I'm sure you would have met in, in around the traps. Who's a mad Parramatta man. I, I don't think they would have been disappointed in their side. I think a lot of people thought that Penrith would win, but Parramatta played very well. Penrith did enough, um, but they they will have to play a lot better this weekend. So Penrith eight, Parramatta six, and that leaves us with this weekend, everybody. It's a Friday night, then Saturday afternoon doubleheader. So Friday night, both games at Lang Park in Brisbane. It's the Rabbits and the Eagles at seven fifty on Friday night tomorrow night. And then because of the AFL Grand Final being played at Optus Stadium in Perth, the NRL has wisely moved the Saturday preliminary final to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So a twilight game up there in Brisbane, Melbourne versus Penrith. Um, Jimmy, I'll get you to go first um, with tips and who you, how, you, how you want to talk about these games. The first game, of course, is the Rabbits up against your Eagles. This is 7.50 Friday night. Jimmy Newburn, over to you. Oh, look, yeah, it's, it's certainly, I think, from... With sides that are left, I think from a manly point of view, they probably match up on South a lot, a lot better than they do on the other two sides, probably. But um, they're probably in finals, nothing's easy about them. And it's it, seen through most of the finals, the team that starts the quickest or the starts settles the quickest, I guess, not so much starts quick. It just seems to to get on top and get that early try or the first try, and it just just settles everything down. That's I think that's key to manly. They've got to they've got to get over line early. I think first first ten minutes or so just to just to play from in front. They, I think Terry Evans and and Trebojevic and those sort of guys play from in front. They get a bit of confidence, and I think it helps. It's when they're chasing the game that they try the the fancy things that probably aren't quite there. So, um, yeah, I think. And for South, it's Blake Taff obviously handled Nathan Cleary's kicking game pretty well last week. He dropped the first bomb. Um, he's obviously a young gun in the future. Replacing the trolls a, a tough ask, but there's no respite. I guess he comes in with Cherry Evans' kicking game, which is generally not as good as Cleary's, but. Um, but it's still pretty handy, so I'm sure, sure, especially there's those big bombs, 25, 30 out with Trevojevic powering through to try and outmark him um, for the ball. I'm sure he'll test him with a few of them because Turbo's done that a few times at Origin and, and club level and taking the ball over the top of guys like Tedesco and, and Gutherson and those sort of guys. So I'm sure they'll test the young fellow out, but he'll go okay. Um, I think Damien Cook, probably the running game, Damien Cook, if you can get it, they've really got to shut him down because he's... He's been, I guess, a little bit quiet. Um, he's a he's a gun player, so if he gets going, he gets mainly forwards are a bit lazy. Cook will identify pretty quickly, and, and they'll make a lot of yards up there. And which yeah. get Cameron Murray and those sort of guys on the front foot. Mark Nichols probably the most underrated forward in the comp, almost. So the South get him on the front foot and the quick play of the balls, and, and that's where the left edge guys come into it with um, with um, Alex Johnson on the end of the back line there. So Cody Walker set him up for. Or what, had, what he has set him up for a lot of tries this year. Hopefully not too many this weekend. But um, no, yeah, I think it's a cracking game. And Cameron Mother forward packs. Mainly he's got a couple of young guns. Kepi absolutely killed it last week. Started instead of power. Um, he was superb. I think him and um, I think him and Aloy actually played really really well. And Saker and, and power came on really kept the front foot kept him on the front foot. And South have got Mark Nichols. Then you've got like, the guys like Cameron Murray on the back foot all playing out the back and. And things like that. I think it's, it's an absolute cracker of a of a match up there. The, the young the young guys in the back row for Manly, um, probably very average week one. They they stood up really well last week. Schuster and um, um, Ola Kalatu, sorry. Um, those two guys, I guess it's pretty key for those young young guys can go one or two ways. They can really go really really well or, or a bit of a deer in the headlights sort of thing. So hopefully they've now played two finals together and, and with everyone. So hopefully that sort of settled them down and. 
um, settles them down a bit. But I think um, I think it's a, it's six to ten points either way. Whoever wins the game, and obviously, hopefully, hope to God it's Manly that, that gets there. But um, but yeah, the, the halves. So you have got Cherry Evans and, and Reynolds against each other, and Katie Walker and Kieran Four, and it's it's a fantastic halves battle. There's no real, the halves at this time of year. Look at all four sides. The halves are, are fantastic players. So there's no. Generally, the sides with the better halves will be the sides that, um, that finish this time of year. And again, that's probably where the Roosters fell over ultimately with the Sam Walker's under eye, but guys like Kiri out suspended, uh, out injured, so rather. Um, it's, it's, yeah, you've got your halves intact, you're, you're halfway there. So I think those two guys, Cherry Evans versus Reynolds King, Adam Reynolds is probably. If not the best kicking game, he'd be in the top two or three. So Moses, Moses and Clear are both pretty good last week. Actually, they kicked beautifully. Um, and when you look at Parramatta's five-eight Brown, Brown's a very promising footballer. Can really play, but he's not in the same paddock as Walker and Munster and Luai, is he? Um, and Foran, for that matter. He's just not there. Look, um, if for mine, uh, the fact that Latrell's not there means that oh, I agree with you. I thought Taff was very good last week, but he's little. Um, he's inexperienced. And I, I, I think these two sides are very evenly matched. They've both got weaknesses and strengths. But the best player in the world right now is playing at number one for Manly, and I think that he'll get them home. I think Manly will win by four to six points. Um, Walker and Gagai and Johnson worries me, particularly if Harper gets exposed a bit. Um, I think that Foran's playing excellent football. Cherry Evans and Reynolds are both playing superb football. I do like having to, the forwards like Jake Chaboyevich and Tapao, and I agree with you, Kepi was excellent. I think that Walker's the best 14th man in the competition at the moment. I think that's very important for Souths. I think Jai Arrows, since his state of origin debacle, he's come back a different man and is playing very good football. Kaloa Matangi, I've got a lot of time for. I think he's going to be a star of the future. He's already a star now. Cook running against dead Marines is very worrying. But I do think that Des will have plans for Cody Walker. I don't think he wants Cody getting trying to let Cody Walker trying to expose numbers and run running at gaps on that left channel. So look, I think it's going to be a fantastic game of football by far the closer of the two games, and I'm tipping Manly by four to six. Um, and I think Jaboyevich might score two tries. Yeah, I'd be happy with that, Reds. Yeah, yeah, as I said, yeah, six to ten points. I think either way, but yeah, obviously going to tip Manly in that, but. Um... Yeah, I'd see the other, as I was saying off air, the, the other stat I found is he has was undefeated in prelims, which is incredible. As a player and a coach, played in two and, and coached in five and, and hasn't lost at that stage yet. So um, let's hope that that continues because obviously South, South record was probably the opposite of that thing. They've made three in a row and a couple before that. So And, um, and of course, month, as we were discussing, you know, Desi also played in the 87 Manly Premiership side, but Manly didn't play a prelim in those days. It was a final five and Manly had gone straight in. And unfortunately, my Roosters got beat by Canberra 36-30 at the SCG. It was the last year of football before the footy stadium. And then Cliffy won the Churchill Medal the next week and Manly were unstoppable. That, mind you, at that stage, um, you might remember him very much. The best prop in the world played for Manly, Kevin Ward. And whenever Manly have really been competitive, they had a great forward pack. And um, you know, I'm just hoping that they can get up this weekend. I've got no great love for South. My father was brought up at D-Roy and Collaroy. So if there's, if I'm going for a side here, it's not even a question that I'll go for the Bunnies. I'd rather go for Queensland than go for the Rabbits. I'm telling you right now because I'm not, not a big fan. Manly by sit four to six. The next game I think is a different kettle of fish. Penrith have done very well to get there, but Melbourne's had a week off. The Fox is back. I'm sorry for Penrith fans, but I think... The Storm are going to win by 10 to 12 points here, and I think they'll do it comfortably. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a 
yeah, it's it's a pretty comfortable for mine. Although it's it's finals footy and under the storm, all bad. All the premierships have won that. There's been a couple of times that they stumbled a bit at the prelims. So yes, um, yeah, man for man, they're 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 a better side. I think you've got I guess guys like Burton and Crichton are probably were probably better than their opposing guys, but. Naden Momorowski, Edwards probably nowhere near the, the opposites that they've got. So with Olam, Pappy, and and Addo Carr against those guys. So um, to the backs, I think Melbourne just shade them in the backs. So you look at the any side that's forward pack: Bromwich and Christian Welsh, unbelievable. Kafusi, Sanukin, and, and Kenny Bromwich. It's, it's a fantastic forward pack, and I know Fisher Harris has been really strong. Kickout's been hot and cold. Capewell's handy. He might be playing his last game for Penrith, and Isaiah Yeo's underrated, but. Yeah, the, the the forward pack for mine, the Storm, are pretty clear on top. And, and the bench, the Storm's probably got the best, almost the best bench in the comp. With, with, you can carry Harry Grant, Big Tui, Asafa Solomona and, and Nico Hines on your bench. You've certainly got a lot of depth. And um, that's that's where Melbourne, they, they, they probably forwards to go off and these guys come on. And Brandon Smith will just jump into lock or, or back row. If he stays on, Harry Grant just jumps into hooker after 20 minutes. And then Nico Hines will just jump on at, at, at lock or... Play the, play the 14 roll off the pitch as well. It's just it's just relentless uh, for 80 minutes, no matter who's who's on and off the field. So um, that Melbourne yeah. that Melbourne forward pack is world class. It is just as there's internationals galore in that side. In fact, please correct me if I'm wrong. There may be a chance the starting six have all played for their countries. The only one I'd be questionable about is Fanukan because Kafusi definitely has. And the others are all New Zealand internationals. It's just a great side. Kikau is wounded and on one leg. Capewell and Yo, oh, I've got a lot of time for Capewell. I think he's been outstanding for Queensland playing out of position. He's got a massive ticker. Yo's a very good footballer. He was great last week. Fisher Harris is world class. Api Corusau is a very good hooker. And Leota's playing good football. But nah, for mine, I think Penrith have done very well to get there. I'm clear he's wounded and I think set. Or will be in surgery very soon because his shoulder's not good. And I just, I can't see Melbourne being beaten. I agree with you. They've been pipped a couple of times at prelim finals, but not this weekend. Two weeks rest. The Fox is back. The Fox is fit. It's just, there's too many matchup problems at Penrith. And I think the Melbourne will win by about 12 points. Yeah, I think the only benefit Penrith may is Brian Toto gets past fit. But even then, if he comes in late, it's he's probably still going to be carrying that ankle. So it's... Yeah, it's a catch twenty two for him. Do they try and look after him for a grand final potentially, or, or roll the dice and know that it's knockout anyway? So it's they've got Pangai Junior and Liam Martin on the bench are pretty handy for Penrith, but the other got Sorensen and May um, are nowhere near the, the level of the guys in the Melbourne bench. So um, yeah, I've, yeah, I've, yeah, ten or twelve plus for me as well. Um, yeah, the big crowd up in Brisbane, they'll have a pretty bit. They'll have a much more a bigger following than Penrith will up there. Um, it's meant to be thirty degrees in Brisbane on Saturday afternoon, so that'll be an interesting one with, with fitness and, and you'll see a lot of cramping, I'd imagine. These guys used to night footy and, and to play a game in probably in their 30, 28 or 30 degrees by 4 o'clock in the afternoon in Brisbane. So Yes, Bellamy would have had them training at that time and they have been in southeast Queensland for a while, so you would have hoped that they would have acclimatised. Um, it's not like they're coming from a Melbourne or a Canberra where they're going straight into that with, with no notice. But yes, that will be interesting and there were players... Uh, the attrition rate in that Parramatta Melbourne uh, Parramatta Penrith game was amazing. So we're both on Manly. So we're both tipping Manly and Melbourne to make the grand final. Manly um, by losing in week one and getting the benefit of finishing the top four have avoided um, these two sides. 
and they've got South, and I think they'll beat South. I think South played out of their skin to beat Penrith. I don't think they can do it twice. I think Manly are better suited to to pick them apart, and I I so we're both tipping Melbourne and Manly, which will be a, a old rivalry renewed, and it will be a cracking grand final if that actually happens. Yeah, absolutely. I was at, I was actually at the. Uh... 
chases the bird. The bird's trying to eat his dog biscuits, and he chases them up around the back until they until they leave him alone, and he goes back to sleep. <laughs> so no late night calls from you on Saturday night, please. Particularly if Manly's won and Melbourne have, and and Melbourne have won. No late night calls. I know you'll be having a big day. Enjoy Saturday. The races are getting really really interesting. It's a great time of year with the races. I know my missus really enjoyed them on Saturday, so I'm looking forward to watching races throughout. There was some excellent racing last Saturday. Looking forward to yes, perhaps a couple uh, of dry tracks. There's some good horses in Zaki this week. I think it's well, obviously dollar twenty, so it's nice and easy to say that it's a freak for horse. So um, yeah, be good to watch it go around again. It was impressive last week, and very elegant. Was superb in difficult conditions as well on Saturday. Jimmy, thank you so much for your time. Um, we'll, in, good luck to Manly. Um, look forward to speak catching up with you next week, and we'll have a grand final preview, my friend. Thanks, Curtis. We'll talk soon, mate. Go Manly. Got on you, mate. On behalf of Jimmy Newburn, this is David Redden. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your football this weekend. And uh, hope to catch up with you next week for our grand final potty. On behalf of Jimmy, this is David. Bye for now.